Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we could not be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Chris Franklin with locumtenants.com. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, uh, Lee. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about locumtenants.com. How are you serving folks? Yeah, so locumtenants.com is one of the largest providers of temporary staffing of physicians and advanced practitioners. So nurse practitioners, physician's assistants, and CRNAs. And our business is helping healthcare organizations mitigate the physician shortage by placing clinicians in temporary assignments all over the country. So what's the backstory of the company? How did it get started? Yeah, so the company actually was started in, um, in 1995. So we've been around for a while. And essentially, um, kind of uh, grew up uh, out of uh, permanent search and the concept that uh, it takes quite a while in order to find a physician on a permanent basis. And so we started a business to kind of help fill that gap initially from the time that a, a healthcare organization identifies that they need uh, to bring on a clinician to the time that they're actually able to get them there and onboarded. And then from there, the business has really just grown to, um, you know, serve in a lot of different ways, uh, primarily around fractional staffing. So now how does um, the pandemic impact your work with the chaotic kind of ebb and flow of the demand? Yeah, so probably the best analogy that I could give you there for, um, you know, how we responded to the pandemic would be kind of similar to the wildfires that we've had out west. So the clinicians that work with us essentially parachuted into these hotspots all over the country to, um, you know, serve as frontline workers in the, in the, in the pandemic. So, um, you know, you, you saw a lot of uh, kind of the institutional barriers to healthcare kind of come down during that time. So, you know, states uh, eased licensing requirements. They let uh, licenses from one state stand in another uh, some of the other barriers to entry around, um, you know, lengthy privileging processes were compressed to do everything that they could to try and get uh, these clinicians in front of patients to help serve the needs faster. So it, uh, it certainly was a, a really crazy time uh, for our business, but we're really proud of the way that we were able to respond. Um, we put uh, almost 800 clinicians to work with um, 57 different clients in 42 states. Um, so it, it, it really is a, a testament, I think, to our, our frontline healthcare workers and their willingness to, to parachute into these places and kind of put their lives at peril in order to uh, in order to serve. Now, do you see that as a trend moving forward that it's going to be a lot of that same type of hiring during, you know, these high demand periods of times and then kind of uh, releasing them for the less high demand times? Yeah, so so right now we're we're seeing um, 
a, a phenomenon um, that's that's really impacting demand and driving it to levels that uh, I've been in this business for uh, in the staffing business for 25 years and healthcare for about 18. And I've never seen it where demand has been this high. And you kind of have a few things going on. You know, one, you have kind of this this rolling bubble of pent up demand. So you had healthcare organizations that shut down their elective surgeries, that took things that might have been routine, like a routine colonoscopy or a heart catheterization, and kind of pushed those off. And now those patients are presenting a, in greater volume to get caught up, but also in a lot of cases with a much higher level of complexity, which creates the next phenomenon, which is burnout for, um, for clinicians that are working in these settings. Um, they're trying to get caught up. They're short-staffed. They're not able to really take a break. So many of our clients utilize our services in order to give their own permanent staff um, a break. So um, we anticipate um, continuing to see high volume here in the near term. Uh, as as you know, most people are aware, there's also a very acute physician shortage in our country. Aside from everything that we're experiencing with COVID, we were already in a very um, uh, demand-heavy model there. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of factors that are driving that aging population. You know, 40% of practicing physicians will reach retirement age in the next 10 years. And so we simply just can't get enough clinicians through training in order to meet that gap. In addition to a very gross maldistribution of clinicians across the country. So you have a heavier concentration of physicians within uh, urban and suburban areas, not so much in your rural areas. And so, um, you know, we believe that for our business, we'll continue to see very high demand uh, for the foreseeable future. Now, is technology going to alleviate some of that in terms of telehealth, uh, maybe uh, allowing more physician assistants to do some of the activities uh, or even software to do some of the activities? Yeah, great question. And so um, our um, telehealth business, that is a part of our business. So we provide traditional kind of what I would call boots on the ground staffing, but we also have uh, a part of our business that um, uh, sees patients via tele. That area has boomed through the pandemic and um, has continued to uh, be a part of uh, most of our clients um, plans moving forward. Uh, it, it became necessity throughout the pandemic. And I think maybe that's been one of the silver linings um, of the pandemic. If, if you could look at it that way is that it did, uh, you know, kind of force a lot of healthcare organizations to kind of rethink um, how they utilize telemedicine and to really kind of force adoptions uh, of, of those technologies. So I think that will be something that will be benefit to all of us as consumers of healthcare as we move forward. Now, do you have any advice for uh, practices out there when they are dealing with this kind of uh, staffing shortage, especially as you get into one of these periods where it is a high demand period of time, and I'm sure we're approaching it as flu season is about uh, to begin? Yeah, so um, the, the number one thing is um, be proactive. 
because um, the sooner you can isolate needs that you have, the sooner that you can mobilize a response. And so, you know, one of the one of the key differences that, that I think we're experiencing now versus what we saw a year ago as we're seeing surges in certain parts of the country is I think our clients are much better organized. They're much more um, proactive and planful around how they're leveraging um, contingent resources, whether that's physicians or advanced practitioners, or even you hear a lot about uh, nursing shortages across the country as well. So I think probably the number one thing that I would that I would impart is just to be very proactive, to think ahead and identify areas of need so that they can be approached um, very rapidly, uh, because uh, everything takes longer than anticipated, much like most things in life in kind of this post-COVID or uh, it doesn't feel that post at the moment, but, um, you know, things just take a long time. And so I think the earlier uh, practices can identify needs, the more effective they'll be in leveraging those resources as they move forward. Now, are you doing anything to kind of attract that candidate that, um, you know, doesn't want to be tied down or is tired of kind of the grind of their own practice or being part of a more enterprise level uh, institution, like, is there, uh, like, what are you doing to attract physicians into the locumtenants.com ecosystem so they are at the ready when the time is comes for them to be needed? Yeah. So, um, yeah, great, great question. Um, you know, your, your, your question's a good, really good setup for the answer in that we are seeing more and more physicians adopt um, a, a locum tenens uh, or, a, or a kind of a temporary model as a practice style, meaning you have um, residents who are coming out of training who want to utilize these temporary assignments as a trial practice opportunity or an opportunity to pay off debt, um, essentially allows them to kind of take a practice for a test drive. Um, and then you have many who just decide that they don't want to deal with uh, the overhead, the administrative burden, the politics that might be involved in um, in working in uh, you know a, a, a permanent situation. When they grow tired of an environment or uh, or a setting, they can simply move on to another one. And so, for us, you know, our outreach is just really trying to reach as many clinicians as possible to kind of share with them those benefits uh, and to also educate them about opportunities that are available. Um, so we're not only a full service staffing agency, we're also the largest free job board in our space. And so we have the opportunity to uh, really reach uh, a very vast audience of uh, clinicians and put resources in front of them so that they can learn about um, you know, temporary uh, assignments and opportunities and how that can impact uh, their careers. Are there certain specialties where this is a better fit for than others, or is it just kind of pretty much anything goes? Yeah, so so for us, um, you know, we work across most specialties, um, and, you know, those uh, assignments can can kind of run the gamut from you know, a trauma surgeon who might go work for a weekend in an urban setting to a psychiatrist that might go work in a community mental health center for, 
weeks, months, or even years. Um, it really lends itself in different ways across most uh, medical specialties. So is this something when you got into this that you foresaw this type of evolution of uh, medical practicing? Um, yeah, you know, I, I think we believed all along that, um, you know, locum tenens. So let me take a quick step back. So, so locum tenens.com is the name of our company. Locum tenens is from the Latin. It means to hold the place of another. And it's what our industry is referred to. And so um, the, the locum tenens industry is uh, about a three and a half billion dollar piece of about the $20 million US healthcare staffing industry. And so it's, it's one of those um, industries where most people don't probably recognize that there are temporary physicians uh, working in probably 90% of the hospitals across the United States. It's not something that anybody really, uh, or most people really think about, but- um, And the hospitals aren't putting that on their brochure. Yeah, because essentially those clinicians are white labeled, right? So if, if you show up in an emergency room, you may be seen by a, a clinician there, but part of the hospital's opportunity is to make that a, a kind of a seamless, um, you know, experience, right? So they want to go out and find the best clinicians and uh, it'll say Dr. Smith on their lab coat, whether they are uh, a contractor through a company, uh, through our company or a company like ours, or whether or not they're a permanent, uh, you know, employee of that, that facility. So that's just kind of baked into the way that it works. Correct. And then so now you, you're seeing the trend that it's going to be more of that, not less of that moving forward. We believe so. Yeah. So, you know, I, I touched on um, on burnout. I touched on the physician shortage. So the Association of American Medical Colleges projects that by 2034, there could be a deficit of as many uh, uh, as 124,000 physicians based on demographics and the aging population. And, and just for context, there are only about 800,000 physicians in patient care uh, in the U.S. today, and so a deficit of 124,000 is a pretty significant uh, number, and so we really kind of um, help uh, address that gap between supply and demand. And then you mentioned that there's not kind of the um, onboarding of a bunch of young people that are choosing medicine at the pace that historically that's been the case. Yeah, so I, I haven't seen the latest numbers on medical school enrollment, um, but there are there are not enough um, you know residency slots in order to get enough clinicians through training. Now that's mitigated by the use of uh, advanced practitioners, so nurse practitioners and physicians assistants. Um, and I think that may be one of the other kind of hidden benefits of, uh, of, of the pandemic is it kind of forced a, a good hard look at how those professionals are being utilized, the amount of autonomy they have to practice independently, where they have to be supervised. And so I think as we go forward, we'll continue to see, um, you know, advanced practitioners leveraged 
you know, much more uh, effectively to help kind of offset that deficit of physicians. Don't you think that has to be the case between those people with technology, telehealth, even software? I think software is the solution for some of this, um, you know, kind of customer care and, and holding people accountable and compliant, that there's going to be some technology solutions as well as human solutions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So now what do you need more of? How can we help you? Well, um, if, if there are any uh, clinicians listening to the program, we have a lot of, a lot of opportunities available. Um, you know, we're based here um, just north of, uh, of Atlanta in, in Alpharetta, Georgia. And, uh, you know, we, we are always looking for, for great people um, to join our organization um, you know, we're generally, uh, or have been recognized, uh, quite often over the last few years as the best place to work, um, you know, here in the Atlanta area. And so, um, you know, I would say, check us out, check out our, our parent company is Jackson healthcare, um, which is a, a, a company that has a, a portfolio of, uh, staffing and healthcare technology, uh, offering. So, um, you know, if, if there's anybody out there who, um, you know, knows, knows folks who are, are interested in, in coming to work for, uh, you know, A, what I believe to be a great company, um, but also, uh, you know, our, what, what we provide is somewhat unique in that if we do our job and we do it well, it means that somebody gets to see a doctor who otherwise wouldn't. And so, um, you know, you can feel really good about kind of the, the impact and the benefit that you're having to, uh, to society and the greater good by delivering a really phenomenal service. Right. And the stakes are high and they're real because like you said, the shortage, the demo, de, uh, demographics are real and the shortage is real. And, um, you know, we have to be doing things proactively to get ahead of this or else we're going to be one of those places where, you know, it takes weeks and months to get it, see a doctor. Absolutely. So uh, one more time, the website. Uh, locumtenens.com. That's L-O-C-U-M-T-E-N-E-N-S dot com. Thank you so much, Chris, for uh, sharing your story today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. 